1: Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And we're going big today with Cody Rhodes, AEW EVP, and one of the judges of the huge new TBS series, Go Big Show. And of course, we've got something even bigger. The one and only Duff McKagan joke of the week. It's Jericho, Duff McKagan calling me. I got a little quandary I, I uh, think I figured it out here. Um, so a shark can swim faster than
0: me. But on land, I could run faster than a shark. So I guess in a triathlon, it would come down to who's a better cyclist. Okay, thank you very much.
1: Goodbye. Oh, man. Um, ooh. I give a little bit of a chuckle. <laughs> I wonder how a Duff would do telling jokes on the new Go Big Show. I mean, bad jokes are a talent, right? But like I mentioned, Cody Rhodes returns to talk as Jericho, and we can call him Cody Rhodes now. We couldn't in the past. Uh, not only is he talking about the new Go Big show on TBS, which he just uh, just premiered last night. It's on every single uh, Thursday night. He's also talking about Mr. Brody Lee and the uh, crazy violent feud and the classic dog collar match they had. Ended up being the last match of Brody's career and possibly his best. Cody has some thoughts and feelings about that as well. Uh, we'll also hear about the first uh, year of AEW. Uh, how all that went, what he hopes to see in year two, his own personal goals for the next 12 months. So, all of those things, the Go Big show, remembering Brody Lee's incredible seven months in AEW and the first year of AEW Dynamite. Cody Rhodes is back on Talk as Jericho, and it starts now. So, uh, big week here uh, in A, it's kind of the first show of the new year, and B, um, it's the debut of the Go Big Show, which always makes me think of, of fans chanting for a baby Paul White, Go Big Show, Go Big Show.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I am so, like the wrestling fan, or, we might as well get Big Show on Go Big Show. Right. Because then it would just satiate their their... Their need to his song, his presence, just for me, it was. I kept thinking, maybe they'll change the name of this. Maybe, they, but you know, to the non wrestling person, they don't know, they yeah. don't know, Let's but to go the big or go home. Stuck on it. Yeah. Like, oh, the big show, right? He's going to be there.
1: But this is a big deal because, and I know being a host of a, of a, of a mainstream, you know, cable TV kind of primetime show, it's not easy, A, to get the gig. It's very important to, uh, as the face of the show but also for you it's like you're now kind of hobnobbing with the celebrities from other fa- other worlds yeah. which is always good for us and our business and for you that's
2: like the first thing i thought of when when i when i got the offer to do the show was it's weird that a wrestler's mind goes to that place but it does the first thing you think of is well this will be really good for the wrestling career as well like Yeah, there's so many other avenues of entertainment you could go down. But the first thing I thought of was, oh, it's it's good for wrestling. Um, And I was I was there on set in Macon in the the quarantine bubble that they designed, which is kind of beautiful social experiment. I was there long enough to go from really wanting and itching to get back to dynamite and wrestling in the locker room and just get back. So by the end, I didn't want to leave. I got really invested in the whole the whole season. Uh, I'm I'm hoping uh, fans dig it, because there's really quality stories with these acts. Some of these just heartland, unique, quirky, freak show, carnival-style acts. There's really good people. So what's kind of the, the
1: concept of the show? So the
2: traditional talent show is going to be, of course, singing and dancing. And what they call, I guess, in like the, the Hollywood world, is the black floor, the black, shiny floor talent show. Which this, there is no singing. There is... No dancing. Um, these are acts that I think probably the most important person on the show was the guy or girl who recruited all these acts. These are, for example, a one armed archer, a strong, uh, str- uh, a traditional strongman, a uh, circ style uh, freak show artist, a mentalist, uh, a lot of motorists, that being actually Kevin is here today, a monster truck, uh, mm. performance. Uh, then there were acts that were incredibly vague, like a uh, guy named Leonid the Magnificent, which when we asked him what he did, he's magnificent. Uh, <laughs> it's course. what he told us. And then his, his act was genuinely uh, magnificent. I saw uh, a
1: guy in the commercial, in you know, a wheelchair that's doing kind of motocross yeah. flips and stuff. Wheels.
2: Wheels. Is a wheels. Part, yeah. And wheels was the very first thing we saw. He ended up, wheels, credit to wheels, is kind of the standard for how every act, including his all his acts, were judged. What's the score we gave? We were blown away mm. by wheels. It's a guy in a wheelchair doing basic, like, motocross tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Wheels was great, too. He actually gave me a, a custom Hot Wheels of himself and signed <laughs> it. I, uh, I'm a big fan of wheels.
1: So – we talked about kind of some of the other hosts so who else was obviously snoop Dogg is kind of the host of the show
2: yes snoop is the
1: or the grand judge or something or
2: no i mean so the judge panel was you have you know songstress beautiful southern just a gym in country music and a great person jennifer nettles uh who is at the farthest end of the judges and I say that because I got to know Jennifer the least solely based on how we were sitting.
1: Oh, because she's so far she like so away. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh,
2: then Snoop. Um, Snoop is a producer on the show, but also Snoop, I feel like, was the unofficial leader, mm-hmm. like the captain of the ship. Uh, and he saw things, as anyone who knows Snoop, and has just he's gone from being a, a world-renowned rapper to this guy is part of Americana. Like Snoop Dogg is everything. That's a great point. He's pop culture. Um, He just, he kind of had like a Jedi wisdom to him the whole whole show. And he saw things very differently than perhaps we saw them. And then closest to me, next to me, was my buddy, uh, Rosario Dawson. And it was, uh, Rosario, I think they did a great job in terms of the crew putting the show together and getting the four judges a mistake, which maybe wasn't a mistake is they picked the four nicest people. They could possibly, <laughs> nobody wanted to tell anybody like, <laughs> right. Not, not too great. Yeah. And then we're terrible in terms of we go behind the, the, like into the judging tent and like, I don't know about that, you know, the but, behind the back. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. we had just said he did a good job and yeah. then you're going to give him a 40. Like, <laughs> But yeah, Rosario, she had a really uh, unique outlook on it, and uh, I'm so exi- um, excited to have got that experience with her because she just embodied this character I've been watching in the Clone Wars and the Rebels for, and my co-star from Jane Silent and Sound yeah, <laughs> she just she literally just just man, I mean, she just right at the time we were doing it is weeks before the Mandalorian and the Ahsoka Tano debut, and she embodied the character that Dave Filoni created she was so, great yeah oh double lightsabers yeah. she was super humble and a, tr- a big star trek fan as well but yeah we got to know each other the most because we were sitting right That's by so each great. other and uh the show is definitely one thing i'm looking forward to hopefully it gets a season two it's made for a live audience a uh, burt kreischer is up there he was just rib he's ripping, the comedian doing yeah. jokes so he's so, like the host kind he's of. the yeah. host and he's doing these great jo- great jokes and it's just for us four. Yeah. And the and they were so, you know, COVID, the COVID protective as a production. They're super
1: protective. In the yeah. World I mean, they
2: world. were wearing, they look like stormtrooper masks. <laughs> like they weren't just wearing the normal mask. All Only the five of us were unmasked. And then the acts, and then they, as soon as they were done, they'd put their masks back on. They were, obviously, to keep the bubble, they had to be very, very safe. You couldn't leave the bubble. That's the social experiment of it. It felt like being on a train.
1: So, first of all, two questions. First of all, how did you get the gig?
2: I, it's a great question. I, I will say uh, this was a byproduct of AEW because we're so popular on TNT AW AW doing is, yeah. so well on TNT and who better to judge? I say, I say, Hey, maybe I wasn't qualified to judge, but if you really think about our performance and our work, I definitely know what a nuanced performance mm-hmm. looks like. I know uh, what a suspension of disbelief and the layers to your acts. So I think a pro wrestler up on the judging panel. I'll do you
1: one Perfect. more, too, not to interrupt you, that, that, that those other guys, well, Snoop might get it. Also knowing what it's like to perform all of these feats, like you said, with nobody there. Especially sure. if, you're, if you're, you know, Lenny the Magnificent or whatever you said his name was, Leonoid the Magnificent or whatever <laughs> it was. It's like I'm sure part of his thing is people going, whoa. You know, so when that's not there, you also can judge. And this guy really, he really did that. Uh, he really handled that well. Oh, you know?
2: I, that's a, actually a, a really great point. There are plenty of times in the show, though, that I sat there thinking, why <laughs> am I in charge of, especially when it gets near the end? a $100,000 on the line. A lot of these people really wanted that money and the exposure, obviously. So he got a little chippy. It was all fun and games, and then when you start saying, "Oh, you're going home," oh Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and different story for me. I've never been, I've never been on one of these shows before. Um, <laughs> you know, so that it was unique to see people not being stoked. You know, to us, uh, the money was never on the line. You know. Yeah. Um, you get paid either way. Yeah. So it was it was fun to see people not being stoked when you're sending them home. Like, right. Damn, this is not Right. Happening. Right. 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 Yeah. So it was a byproduct of of AEW on TNT. And obviously, everything of AEW is a byproduct of Tony uh, specific. You know, Tony really does have a great network of people who can help mm-hmm. better the wrestling space. Agents to, and producers. Agents, and, yeah. producers, management, activists, um, you know, uh, the management company activist. Bernie, um, mm-hmm. who's been just a godsend to me. Um, because you, you always want all these things as a wrestler. You want all these things. Oh, I want a third party to sponsor me. I want to be on a show, mm-hmm. and it's always the wrestler who's <laughs> doing all the work. And then when you meet somebody like this, who actually has a system in place where you can go meet people, sit with them, and they make that call. Like he's he's able to open so many doors for what's so Bernie's many his of What's last us.
1: name? Cahill. I, yeah, I say Cahill. Cahill but I think yeah, it's yeah.
2: Yeah. It's um, Cahill, yeah. I was but,
1: just, it was just in my head. I'm like, what's his last name? I forgot.
2: Yeah, um, but the, just godsend to be able to get in the room. All, mm-hmm. I feel like as wrestlers, we've always wanted to get in the room. We're just as equally popular all over the world as a form of entertainment. Just as good on camera, and even more so. Often, often, always there for a live spot. Never panic. Mm-hmm. Throw something at you last minute, you got it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like people like Batista and yourself and Cena, uh, Rock, obviously, you hear the same stories about them when they go on sets. Like, easiest people I've ever worked with. Uh, yeah. Willing to do anything. Hardest workers. Hardest yeah. worker. First to get there, last to leave. That's because we're not getting a medal for that in the wrestling game. That's just the, the bit. It's that, expected. That's expected. Yeah. Um, so, Tony and Bernie being able to get uh, myself in front of people, from there on, I felt like it was a match uh, made for, uh, it was just a match made in heaven in terms of being part of this show, and there being synergy between TBS and uh, TNT, and that, as a for me, blows me away because I, TNT's been part of my life. Turner's been part of my life since 1989. Yeah. I live in Georgia today still as if, like, Dusty's still working at the CNN Center. Right. You know, I drive by it as if it's still his office. And so th- I, I'm so excited for all of us as AEW to be on all their all over their, all it's, over their stuff. I
1: was talking to Sting last night briefly, and uh, he was saying just how cool it is to be back on TNT, and that's something that people said to me, "Oh, you're back on TNT." I never had a connection with TNT as a yeah. network because I was only there for a short three years, but it is part of your family's tradition mm-hmm. and a major part of Sting's career. Like it does mean that much more to you guys. It
2: with with Sting, and I think to a degree the segments you've done with Eric. That's why it's not just like Eric showing up on WWE is one thing, right? Eric showing up on TNT, knowing that he was the guy who said "Give me prime time," he occupied those offices. Like it's it's a weird synergy, a weird circle and of time mm-hmm. that we're back. Um, I don't know. I want to maybe I'm going to commentate on like Braves baseball next. <laughs> I want to do everything on Turner uh, Warner Media and the Turner family. I I, I love.
0: Uh, So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Let's talk a little bit uh, about, you mentioned the bubble, the the, the COVID bubble. So, what exactly did you have to do? Because this is when you were gone from AW for six weeks, five weeks?
2: Yeah, it it was five weeks. Five weeks, yeah. And it was held to the standard. I, this is peak COVID. You, it, cases are spiking everywhere when I go. So the agreement was, A, no one could leave the hotel. Macon Coliseum is connected to the Marriott. They are one and the oh, same.
1: Oh, I got gotcha. you.
2: So they're, they're connected. So you couldn't leave the hotel once you got there. And I mean, like, I thought, well, A, I live 40 minutes mm-hmm. from here, and my truck's parked outside. Who is really... But as soon as I got there, I realized, oh, no, they're deadly serious. As soon as I pulled up, a PA with a face shield on uh, opens my door. They pull up the luggage caddy. Hey, I'm here to help you. I'm your PA for this. We're going to get you to your room for your five-day because you had to do a five-day quarantine Quarantine solo. Just in the room. Just in the room. You could go to the gym. You had a gym time, which is hilarious because the gym. Uh, not everyone went to the gym. They were really cool about letting people who I guess needed the gym more go to the gym and they always gave me a gym time every day. But Snoop's time was hilariously like seven 30 every morning. (laughs) And I thought, man, like he's up, he's the first up. And then I'd see on his Instagram, him doing like shuttle runs out in the parking lot, uh, definitely keeps himself in shape and had his crew there to keep him in shape. But everything from once you went through the door they gave me a monitor that showed if I was six feet from somebody, it would start blinking red. Really? It, bl- it blinked the entire time. Wow! Uh, so it showed you always had to have your mask on. The one you, so you really couldn't go ever back out into the parking lot. They took my keys. They put me in the room. The first nurse uh, came up. You could do the swab yourself, the PCR, or she would do it. Who would do it themselves? I did it myself every How? time. Really? So I lo- I love hated the the. The two nurses because they were always like a little further, oh, a getting, little getting, further, uh, and then there was a red line you had to get to, uh, and, and then they twist it. And by the time you got to the red line, the twisting of it was that's a hard one. Uh, yeah.
1: but Just but thinking about that too makes me go like, I have a ugh. crying headache.
2: Ugh. Yeah, all of those things. You think you have COVID after because you right. have such a bad headache. <laughs> yeah. So I uh so you did the first, you did a test every other day. You had to fill out a pass card every morning where you'd say I feel great, no temperature, no symptoms. And randomly people, the third party company they'd hired would, hey, do you have your pass card? You'd show it on your phone. If it was green, meant go, you could walk around after the five days. They did a great job though in making they made my room at the Marriott more than or they like turned all the couches upside down and like they made it like an actual big space for me to be in. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, it was basically two different rooms and I had brought, you know, a couple of gaming consoles. They had it's Hollywood, so when you ask for something, they there. they get yeah. it. So I don't have any big requests other than like guilt-free brownies and bang energy drinks, which I think they ribbing me. There was hundreds of, course. of them. Like how would I ever? Well, That's how they do it, though. Hundreds of Mr. them. Mr.
1: Rosie's energy drinks.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> I uh, so I was blown away by that. But the only thing, even Uber Eats and uh, and Postmates, you could order it, but it, you'd have to look at them through the window. They'd put it on a table and then the PA would walk out and get it. So you'd always have to tell somebody, like, hey, I ordered Buffalo Wild Wings. It's wow. Gonna... Yeah, it was they they did it right and they had no uh not they had no issues within any of their zones. There was multiple zones. This is five weeks, not a single person it's amazing. had a case or anything like that. They just they kept it locked down.
1: And it's funny too, because we have a pretty strict uh yeah. protocol here. And you kind of know, like I'm sure, like I always laugh when people say like well are you social distancing i'm like well yeah but we're also in the ring sweating on each other and wrestling it's like there's only so much social distancing you could yeah. do during a match so i'm sure that like for you it was like well you know we already do and it works but if this is what you guys want us to do take it even a step further because like you said it's hollywood and everything's super strict yeah you know but- i thought
2: it would have loosened up and and oh, nice. i realized like they're gonna finish this thing and and they're they're doing it right they've them being so strict allowed that show they had to get it done yeah and it allowed that show to function in the time in a lot of acts and they had a lot of different setups because these acts are so different monster trucks is a Sets full dirt stuff, arena yeah. uh you know wow. people hanging from the rigs in the sky everything was different uh, because what they did some of these producers on this show should get some these specific act producers they didn't get near the credit they deserve they would take somebody like hey do you shoot a bow with one arm that's that's amazing can we make it an act what if we they'd they'd presented it in a way that was oh. a performance if they I didn't see. have it as a performance some
1: were performers already but i thought that was so cool like and they Just had to find unique uh, yeah. Performances and individuals to do these things. It were exactly,
2: yeah. people who didn't know how they would. Oh, I right. do this thing. Well, let's. What if you did this target first? Right, and then this one pops up, and they'd create these fun little sets for every act. Um, the budget on this show—I mean, that's a weird thing to say. The budget on this show was clearly big, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Because the moment I walked in, I was blown away with like the power tower, how the, how we would score, and the throttles. It was you it know, was what's, wild. What's
1: cool to me about it too is like you know. Like I mentioned once, we've done a pretty good job. But then we saw a couple weeks ago Tom Cruise uh, yelling at somebody. Yeah. But but like everyone's kind of bagging on him. But I got his point. Same thing for your show. Like if Hollywood is going to go back to filming, then they have to do it right. There cannot be any mistakes. Sure. So that's why I was so strict for the Go Big show. And that's why Tom freaked out on Mission Impossible when he's everybody's watching us. If this fks up, we could be down for another six months. I watched. I only heard the audio
2: where he was like, hey, I'm on the phone with producers every yeah, night. every night, yeah. So I only heard the audio that made me like, yeah, Tom. Yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah. makes sense, actually. Like, I'm sure there was worse. It was. But you know.
1: the the part I heard was like, hey, we want the business to come back. Right. They're looking at us to decide if the entire business is come, right. come back. So, so and it's please. the same for you guys' show, like for TBS or yeah. any cable show. It's like, okay. Because, you know, at first, all these guys oh, it's going to be a super spreader, and they do it right, and actually nobody gets sick, and it's actually a pretty killer show, with the exception of nobody in the crowd. But that's just the way of the world, right? There there probably should have been a second show. There were two hotels, Courtyard
2: Marriott and the Marriott, all uh, in the property on the bubble. In the bubble. This courtyard is where the acts were. And (laughs) there were some Instagram videos that were taken down. They weren't too bad, but... They were like combining acts out by the pool, in the parking lot. It looked like they were having. They had been all in the you know COVID all over the world, and they come together in this bubble, and it was apparently quite a scene uh, over there. I saw the slingshot artist was shooting uh, paraphernalia up into people's rooms. Uh, the slackline guy was going over the pool. Uh, the girl, the fire dancer was dancing behind them. The scooter guy, Dejan, had one of the girls riding on the handlebars. It looked like... That should have been the show. That I was like, I was like this sounds really, really entertaining. <laughs> I just thought it was... That's why I looked at it as such a social experiment. I thought, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that they made friends, that they... Because at the time of Go Big Show's filming, and even as it's coming out, um, we really just need some good, positive... Yeah. Happiness... 2021 is not going to be 2020. The show really represents that in a a good
0: way. It's very positive. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Let's talk about the reason why you had the five weeks off mm. you know, our storylines was was the, the amazing pair of matches that you had with, with Brody. And then last week I had a lot of people come to talk about mm. it, specifically did not... Invite you because i wanted to talk to you by just ourselves because listen we all know the story of him and we all know how far he made it in our company in the six or seven months that he worked here and proved that he was a legit money drawing main event yeah but one of the the first one was his match with moxley which was amazing but the one that really put him over was you and the tnt title that really took him to the next Mm -hmm. level which was basically just a squash match and it was a great squash match and no one saw it coming and it was it was really really well done. Why did you feel that was the right way to go? And we'll talk about the dog collar match next. But for that part of the story, yeah. why did you feel that was the way to go?
2: Well, I wanted to do uh, Vader and Noki.
1: Mm. and
2: I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it for a while, but no one fit the profile. Explain the Vader and Noki. So Vader and Noki, they build up the first ever match with Anoki and Vader, and they build up Vader basically for New Japan, I believe, at the time. And, as my understanding of it, Vader beats him in two minutes, and yeah. it's one of the only time the Japanese audience uh, almost is a near riot.
1: They never saw Inoki lose.
2: Never, liked, yeah. and, and never in that right. fashion. And, you know, Vader Inoki was kind of redone with Brock Cena from SummerSlam, where about two minutes in you realized, oh,
1: this is different.
2: This is – they're – they're for the as a wrestler, you're like they're going home, mm-hmm. like. Um, and I thought no one's done that, and and that would be really um, shocking. Shocking! It would be the right call because in wrestling anything can happen on any given night, and we have to consistently remind them of that. And also, he's six, he's near, you know, he's near seven feet. He's a legit super heavyweight who's mobile. It would make all the sense in the world if he was to catch me. I think the first thing he caught me with was a drop kick. It would make all the sense in the world that that could be the thing. That could be the piece that puts me out. It's the the liver shot, the shot on the jaw. Like I know wrestling follows sometimes it's traditional parameters, but when it's when we break break away from those, sometimes there's some magic and and he was just the Perfect person. He didn't believe me when I told him because it was right next door. Um mm. to set the scene. Like Chris, Chris's room is right by my room at right. Daly's place. Um I, when I told him, I go, This is the match you'll ever have. He didn't believe me. I was like, Yeah, I don't I don't want to do anything. And I you literally
1: didn't do anything. I uh, just you might a, have done a chop or no, something. No flurry of bunches at, at the yeah. beginning
2: and that's it. I said I don't want to do anything. Um and he was all worried about what well, I want to hook your leg don't even hook my leg absolutely disrespect me absolutely own me eat me alive and then arn added the as arn does is a great finish man the cherry on top with the moment with anna at the very end with anna and brandy choking her out well, uh, that happened
1: that same night same night uh, yeah oh, just, there's a big beat down to the whole a whole crew family right everyone
2: yeah. down um i just thought it was a great way to end the show and honestly uh it's a weird thing to say, but only in the inside baseball, like in other interviews, I wouldn't give this answer, but in this, in this space, I'd absolutely say it's my favorite match at AEW. Wow. It's my favorite one I've had. And I've had, I've wrestled you. I've wrestled Dustin. I've wrestled. I've had a really fun outing with Darby. Yeah. I just loved how I felt. And I felt. So when he was over me, I I didn't last week was all obviously all about Brody and, and, Wrestlers always have a tendency to somehow make it about themselves. It's just <laughs> wrestling, you know, it's, we don't mean poorly. <laughs> yes. It's wrestling. But <laughs> great point. But my favorite thing in that moment was, uh, when he covered me, I could feel in his chest how excited he was. I could literally feel like how that was a big deal. And he yeah, had some words for me right before he covered me. And that felt so good mm-hmm. as a wrestler, like, man. I feel just as good had I won in this fashion as I do in this moment watching him do everything he said he wanted to do. And I helped um, you put him in my playing field when you got him to to come and have a conversation with me. Mm. So I I consider him one of my people. Man, if I can't do it for one of my people, then, you know, like, so I, I felt really like that was the right thing. It was the right thing for the show. It was the right thing for the flow of the TNT title. Uh, And it was the right guy. And then he was able to, you know, I talked about this with the Bucks. Brody was able to jump into a place with BTE and the show where he could do both. Super fun BTE stuff with John Silver and the crew. And it could easily translate right over, but he was still a monster. Yeah, Yeah. The big concern is always, oh, if you go funny, you know, or... Whatever Daniel Bryan used to always tell me: if it's funny, it doesn't draw money. You know, whatever it was. Uh, but it can when it's the right person. He wasn't
1: being funny though. His cast of characters were. He
2: was like you say. He was playing it straight. Yeah. And when you commit to something, it's it's, it's the magic of BT. That's only actually happened a few times. It was something that I really. Uh, um, I don't. I'm not on BT anymore. But when I was first on it with Ring of Honor, that's what we had. We found a very similar thing. My wrestling ring of honor and New Japan character was one thing. But on BT, we were doing a, the revival. Mm-hmm. We were doing, you know, the exorcisms and all these ridiculous things. But I was always dead on and as committed to them as, as I am to the wrestling. Mm-hmm. In that moment, our commitment hopefully begets the fans' commitment. But, yeah, that squash or enhancement, I mean, that was a
1: squash. I loved it. Yeah, um, I would say it was a story. Because the yeah. squash is, is with an enhancement guy. Mm. And for me watching it, because I didn't know what you guys were doing, I was like, okay, you know, because you said there's typical wrestling tropes. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Cody's a good babyface. What does a babyface do? Sell. You get beat up for a while, and then he's going to make his comeback. And yeah. then, you know, we're going to go into the false finishes. And then, but dude, there was no comeback. There was no false finishes. And that's I was like. I really remember thinking, that's f- great. Yeah. And like you said, with the right guy, with the reason why, from a shoot standpoint, why I had to leave, but even from a storyline standpoint, like he kicked your ass yeah and then he kicked your family's ass it, and that's what wrestling's all about we have to end, the, you know the
2: big question i always ask tony and tony's always got a great answer is like how are we ending what's the final final mm-hmm. really more than anything tell me what you think for the final final because the show should wrestling should never be especially for the hardcore fans which so much of our audience is made up of the hardcore fans We should never allow them to, like, I know how this is going to go. Yeah, never. So, like you said, like, oh, it's a sell. It's a baby face. He'll make his comeback until you don't. Uh, Or he's not going to win with that until he does or until she does. That is one thing, the beauty of uh, AEW, um, whether it's finishes or break spots, all those rules Mm -hmm. that aren't correct are gone. Mm -hmm. And that's not knocking anyone. The rules have been created and we've now now we've been able to break all the rules, uh, and that is a beautiful thing because you're just you're just I don't know the wheel you're not we're not reinventing the wheel. If anything, you're just it's it's a beautiful thing we have here. And he yeah. was a prime example of that. I loved every piece of that. You had a a big part of that story because I was only going to come back just straight for the dog. You wanted collar. to come back right for the dog. Yeah, collar. and uh, I think I didn't tell you the true reason why. No better time than talk is Jericho. <laughs> the true reason I was worried, and no, no, there were. I think I told you, like, hey, I just want to come back and do the dog collar. Advertise me coming back. I do a dog collar.
1: Like after five weeks gone, yeah, Cody's back next week. Dog, dog collar, dog collar match. Title.
2: And you had said, well, what if you came back and you 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 got one of his guys and you made a statement? And because I explained there would be a little bit of a change in me, um, you know, basing it a little bit off Vader and Oki meets Death of Superman, like black with the hair, black hair, man. new logo. And you had said, "Well, you know, your the interviews is uh, such an important part of wrestling. Interview is a huge part of." You being cut a, a great wrestler. promo,
1: and, and the way you had it, we were we were getting robbed of that great return right. promo. Yeah. But
2: I was well, my big concern. You were totally right, and I was. I told you, I was. You know, I, you and Tony both were right. Let's do the promo with the run in. Let's have him frame up the dog collar. Uh, the, the the bad guy call for it. The antagonist or the heel, yeah, right. but then uh, I was also worried. I was I was like, well, I worry about the dog collar because it's on Jericho thirty, oh, and right. I never had to worry because we balanced the show in such a way that it was given the true amount of time it needed to be given. It was given the seriousness that it needed to be given, and then Jericho thirty was also given all the bells and whistles. It was there was different flavors. It, really, there were different. You flavors. You didn't want it
1: to be cut short because the show had the Jericho stuff kind of at the end. Well, I, I was right. just I was worried. That oh, yeah, makes sense.
2: We're gonna have this v- yeah. violent potential culmination to this story, and it was the culmination to the story. And there's also gonna be Gene Simmons and all the you know, <laughs> but that. Sorry, live credits it's, at the end yeah
1: and, that's wrestling <laughs> right? that really yeah, is
2: that's wrestling Greg Valentine's in the crowd that's right yeah. at Jericho 30 so that's wrestling so that was a really good lesson that you taught me and that was I, Tony and you both were hitting me at the same time sure you just want to do the dock out huh?
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: We're talking about the Duck Hunt match because it was another great match, probably the best one that I've ever seen. Uh, Jerry helped put it together... And Jerry Lynn's
2: wonderful. It was really as the first thing the night before I'm putting the collar on and the chain and we're pulling on each other and it's like a cage. The first time you get in a cage, you're like, ugh. Yeah, really do. What this is awkward. You know, like the elimination chamber. Like, am I supposed to take a bump here? Mm-hmm. Well, like, and then I kept worried, I'm very worried about our necks. Like any whiplash, and he's so big. But that was one of the things that made him As you're somebody who worked him And always sung his praises on his work he, he could make something look incredibly violent without. He could do it to you every night yeah. We could have done that dog collar every night We had I, I'm a big, as you know this I am overly prepared I like to have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D So we had another Collar Set of collars case. And chain under the ring and uh, we ended up using that as part of his uh, a big um, picture and frame we made of him backstage. And I was telling Amanda, this was the chain in case the other one broke. He was going to double clothesline, go put it on himself like an animal, and then put it on me. That's great. So we had that plan. Um, I was glad to see it get used. But it everything went how we'd like it to go. He was really adamant that we do a, uh, going into commercial, we do a really big bump in the commercial. Again, another one of the rules. Oh, you can't give anything away in the commercial. Right. Until you can. And I love that about here. I'm waiting for us
1: to do a finish in the commercial. Here's what you in missed. Picture picture. Yep. Didn't we even do that once for the for the Iron, pack, Man. Iron Man match, yep. right? Uh, was it Pack and Candy? The pack and Candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't tune away.
2: But yeah, we, he had me do uh, Kevin Owens uh, Package Pile Driver. And he was really confident in my strength. <laughs> and uh, I was able to, d- to do it, no problem. He pushed me, and he challenged me as a wrestler. And through I, a table or something? Yeah, through yeah, a yeah. table. And I love that. Pushed me, challenged me. And uh, one of my favorite things from a match is uh, I hit him with the – I punched him with the chain on my hand, and he just said, I want you to punch me in the face as hard as you can. So I reared back and just leveled him. And he just chuckled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, only you never would see it or know it on TV. Um, but he really wanted to do a dog collar. He really wanted to do a gritty, serious uh, rivalry. And, and what a, uh, you know, I, I, I was telling Brandy, I was like, I know this has nothing to do with me. It's all about let's, let's make sure his family's okay. Let's, let's do everything we can. I hated the fact that I was his last match. Like, I loved it. And I, I loved that feeling, but I also hated it because God, we were diddle, denied all these other great matches. And if it, I, I wasn't confident in that being. Obviously, he could have continued and been better and done more stuff, and I could have been better. Um, but, yeah, uh, I hated and loved that I shared that moment with him. But now I look at it more with the reverence and love just because he got to go out the thing he wanted the most, the thing he told you. He got to go out on top. Yeah which is great. No I mean
1: that, that was the main event of the show. I mean, we were on like I said there's a big difference between going on last and being the main event. And and that I totally see your point but I will say that you know in the pantheon of of choices that we could have to go out on your very best match or one of your best matches that you've ever had, you know there's a certain bit of uh, calmness and closure to that as well, you know.
2: Yeah, it it feels like it, I have. I feel like when someone passes away I felt like this with my dad and this is one of the reasons that I was close with Brody is when my dad passed away Brody lost his dad I think when he was 20 Brody's 41 yeah so and he had lost his dad 20 20 right and we're Quicken Loans Arena we're in the annex locker room and uh, I asked him I said you know what's weird is it just feels like the next day just happened the sun came up Mm -hmm. People were talking about funeral plans. People were talking about what they're going to eat. But to me, the world stopped. And I remember him telling me, he goes, I have felt the same way for 10 years. He said, it won't get better. And no one was wanting to tell me that. No one was saying the truth. You know, oh, time will make it better. He said, I felt that way for 10 years. And I, that was the best advice that was given to me. It was like, it won't change. You'll feel like you're still there every day. But you can carry that forward in a positive you know, I, I watch my dad's the video package that WWE had made him when he passed away almost every day. Really? And I was proud at AEW, and you were a huge part of putting this show together. I'm proud that his family has that show to wa- look at because the whole thing is, is done in such a genuine way of, man, this is, this is actually for you. This is for you. And this is for the world to know if you didn't know all those interviews, how special you were. This is all about you. So I was so proud to be on it. I hope that that Nolan, who's only three, I hope he can see it one day and just know, like, wow, this he wasn't. Not that they're, you know, well, there are. There are just average wrestlers, average people. And there are shitty people who get into wrestling. And there are great people. This guy was great at wrestling and great at being a person, a great fan, like the ultimate family man. Uh, Cause he bought me a bottle of bourbon for the dog collar match, and I knew we would never drink it together. Mm. I knew he would be gone as soon as he could leave.
1: Right, right. Because so, that was what he would do. He would to go be home right after the show. Yeah.
2: I knew he even said, "I said, are we going to get this?" And he just,
1: I don't know. I said last week. I mean, I've been flying from Tampa to Jacksonville on the on the plane every week, uh, and Dean and Hager always come with me, and Brody never would. I'm like, dude, just come with us. Yeah. He'll be home at 11 a.m. He's like, I got to get home in time for uh, my wife to go to work. And be with my kids, you know, it's like, okay. So that was like, that's another last thing I'll say. That guy, his entire AEW career was in this building in Daly's Place. Think about that. He never appeared in front of a crowd except for our small crowds here. And that the one that really pisses us
2: off is that Rochester show that he was going to, you know, I don't know if anyone knows this, but he was going to come up out of the ramp like the monster in the monsters I didn't know that. Yeah, and and well, the best is all this Generation Z and younger people we have here. If you say the monsters, they're <laughs> like it's
1: pronounced monster. And I be? was, I
2: think I was telling Britt, and she was like, "What?" Yeah, right. and, and somebody else was like, "He's coming from the middle." I'm like, "No, no, no, it's not the middle," because I'm so particular about the damn middle. Like it's not the middle. It's from <laughs> the mine. it's from the ramp, yeah. it's from the stage, and then I'm showing pictures. I'm like, "This doesn't help." It's yeah, from yeah, the yeah. middle. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, God, uh, I think everyone who got the chance to meet him. Uh, and got the chance to work with him he was speaking of all those generation z guys who are going through these phases of being television stars it, he is the perfect guy to let you know like slow down mm-hmm. enjoy it don't don't learn. screw up learn know there's going to be some peaks and there's going to be some valleys some highs and lows because he was even keel no matter his own highs and lows mm-hmm. always talking to the same guy
0: Last
1: thing I want to discuss with you today is, yeah. is besides, you know, the, the tragedy of Brody, our first year in AW, which has been a lot of successes pretty much across the board. I'm obviously we've had some ups and downs, one of them just surviving in the middle of a pandemic. But being an EVP and, and a, a very active one, not that the other cats aren't, but you really, I think, enjoy the role of being an executive vice president. Not that the other guys don't, but it just seems you have really embraced it how's the first year been? That's such a vague and general question. Is it more work than you thought? Is it just ramping up? Kind of what are your opinions on the first 12 months that we had?
2: Somebody asked me like grade it. And of course, as part of the company, you're like, "Well, you're not going to give it a bad grade." But I said like A, and there's room for an A+. Plus. Like there's because we know we know where we need to grow. This has been a aw's first year if it was its last year thank gosh it wasn't it's still been the greatest year of my life learned a lot of lessons and learned some hard lessons uh about um the uh burdens of management if you weren't popular before you're definitely not going to be popular as you enter that space (laughs) i still think like it is surreal The numbers. That's why I love the data. And you're great about the data. Mm -hmm. You know, the demo god. Mm -hmm. I love when Harrington shows me this spreadsheet uh, and talks about our international deals and we're having these calls. Like, I was on the phone with Microsoft the other day and and, and, and talking, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, But then I find myself like, I know what I want. I know what we're talking about. And like, that blows me away. It just all of a sudden... I told Tony, I said, do not give me this job unless you want me to really do the job, which would probably really embrace it, Yeah, really embrace it, which would probably include pissing you off yeah. from time to time, which well, he's never been pissed at me, I, at least his version, uh, maybe he has, but that's that's been um, the most exciting thing is the brain trust here amongst the, amongst the talent, the EVPs, the management, the committee that exists that we don't talk about, like the committee of thought which is, you know, the Bucks and Kenny, you, uh, and Tony is 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 more than ever has in his mind how he wants the show to be as he is booking it, laying it out. I love it. Mm-hmm. it. I know that sounds like a tumultuous thing, all those names on paper and those people, like, uh, just, but that, like, and Arn, Arn, Arn's out there with me by the ring pretty much doing jack shit, except holding this play card up. But what Arn does back here my gosh yeah i literally want to look at
1: him like where have you been like uh, just he's it's interesting so to man. have like like dean had a, the other day of just something we were doing with me and max did something and it's like you said it's, it's almost like the producer rick rubin if you ever heard about his way he's not turning knobs or really writing the songs but he's the guy that go like like vince used to be like why don't you take this part here yeah. and move it two feet over here and you're like they did not see that. And Arn is like that. And Dean is like that. And Jerry is like that. Yeah, what a really great, like,
2: Arn and Dean and Jerry, our coaches are, are really beautiful. Dustin. System Chicken, of course. And I, I was getting a little irritated with him the other day because he said, he said, "What's I, I do a developmental class at noon. It's really basic. You know, they do a match. We do some notes at on your it. your school? Uh, no, here. Oh, like here? Like with, oh. uh, with, you know, we're not going to say his name. Maybe Taz's son. <laughs> um but I love it. I love it. But Dustin has like three different classes. He's got the girls. Girls, yeah. the unsigned, the sign. And he's giving me his and I'm like, buddy, what <laughs> yeah. is this? And then I see the list like eleven is unsigned, one is signed. I'm like, my gosh, you are very organized all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of uh Dustin's uh contributions. Everyone wants us to succeed. AEW's first year, everybody wants it to succeed. There are egos and there are people who are all vying for the top spot. However, everyone is very realistic about when they're there when they're not when it's that's uh, uh not i didn't experience that any other time it's in very wrestling rare. it's yeah. very team like we got a team yeah which is why brody will be so i mean amongst many reasons but one of the reasons he'll be so missed is he was great for this team uh not unlike eddie kingston is great for this team Just to have that foil of a personality, an older man who's traveled all around, who
1: also knows how finite this is. Right. This could end. And also knows how hard it is to get to this position. I mean, that's why it's great to have those types of guys. Like you mentioned, there is a whole, like you said, Generation Z that like... That's TV. Sure, I'll be on TV. And it's oh, like, yeah. You get a guy like, you know, like Luther. Like, dude, it took me 30 years to get yeah. here. Brody took him 16 to get to the main event. Like, sure. Dustin, who was down and out in, in WWE for 10 years, now he's one of the most vital parts of the team. Sure. It doesn't come easy. And no. It's not a given right to, for you to have it.
2: No, and you need other people to tell you. You can't always, like, you know, like, I feel like I'm pretty pessimistic. So I always am, like, pretty, I'm never, like, super, well, oh, that was the greatest thing ever. Right, 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 right. Uh, I'm pretty quick to say, uh, you know, well, uh, that's actually, if you look at this, you know, it's not, the numbers are good, but they could be great. Um, But if you hear it from someone else, sometimes it rings with a certain talent, you know, like if, if talent is untrusting of me or they're untrusting of the bud, there's always that little bit of circling that goes back and forth. But now we've really got it under control where management's, I feel like a great unified front. Um, Sometimes it's your night. Sometimes it's it's not. Uh, Frankie Kazarian been very helpful about that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can't take this for granted. I was telling Austin Gunn that because he doesn't know, and I don't blame him for not knowing because Austin Gunn's ton of talent, uh, so helpful with the crowd, my gosh, and uh, Colton and Austin yeah. and Billy, <laughs> Billy, yeah, so helpful. But I was telling him, I was like, you got to understand like how rare it was that you were in the main event of a show, and that you hit your finish and went over, and that's the that. And I know us wrestlers are all like, yeah, but I, I mean, I'll be, yeah, yeah we, we might be back there, but we might not. Right. So always, you know, always just never take it for granted. And uh, in the past year, we've really cultivated some great people. Like, I know you helped Top Flight with their promo. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I talked to him and gave him my notes. We we're on the promo. And just like seeing the genuine response. And Having the banter with him, it felt like when Brody covered me, it felt like, Man, this is what I'd like to do after maybe 40
1: is I maybe just do this. Well, you got to think about that too. Like the, those guys are like they're 19 and 21, Babies. never had a promo in their life, at least not on national TV. Or, like, when I work with Isaiah Castle, his second ever singles match on yeah. live TV. Like, for us, we've been doing it for so long, but you got to think, These are kids. And they need the advice and are probably super happy to get it. But also, too, they're a little scared. You know, like, oh, these guys never say anything. They don't talk. They don't ask questions. I'd be terrified if I was those two guys at 19 and 21. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's kind of our responsibility. But these are just really young guys.
2: Yeah. And so they probably never had a promo on the Independence that was a heavily, like, a lot of pressure under yeah. time to rest. So here is basically their first promo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's on a top five cable series. Yeah. And it's opposed yeah. by another wrestling show, and it's going to be on Chris Jericho right. and MJS yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know, like it's great they actually had you mm-hmm. to be there. That doesn't exist elsewhere. We're like, oh, you know who helped me with the promo on him was him. Right. Was that? I tell everybody, signed, unsigned, because you never know. Walking around here, uh, Tony is fed and clothed the national independent scene for a it really year has, now. and
1: that's why people ask like, why is dark so long? It's because Tony Khan doesn't want to send anybody home without, without work. Without a payoff. Yeah. Without working. But I tell them all, I say, bother me, please. Bother
2: me. I want to be bothered. I because I, I got good I got good advice from the people who taught me. I'm just going to regurgitate it. Some of, a lot of it's the same that comes out of your mouth that you taught me. I'm just going to regurgitate and tell you my version of it. Um uh, that's what the whole to me it feels like, man, there's finally a purpose for having wrestled Sean, having been around the Undertaker when he was still active, for my time with Randy, for my experience with Tony. It's so actually a purpose for this, is I can
1: help genuinely produce. Yeah. So yeah. Too just to, just to, to, to chime in is that I know one of the things when we first started was like, well, who's running this place? Who's the who's the boss? Oh, this. Now think about okay. So I'm not sure how old Dusty was when he started taking yeah. more of a corporate side. I'm sure he wasn't much older than you are right now. The exact same, same age. Yeah. And Tony Khan is the same age that Vince McMahon was in 1982. When guess what? When he took over the WWF. Yeah. So you can't, oh, these guys are too young. Or, this is the same age as your dad was and as Vince was. And now you know this is why our company, I think, thrives more because we have youthful set of views combined with the experience, combined with the passion and the desire. Conan,
2: of all people, I don't speak to Conan a lot, but he had told me his secret to success. I asked him, I said, any advice? His secret to success was always being around young people. Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to listen to hip hop. I'm going to listen to the modern, even if I don't like it, I'm going to listen to it. I want to know what they're talking about. And that to me is the brightest part of the AEW current picture. The youth that is on the roster and the youth that is in the creative, the direction. So the direction of the show at Tony's uh, with Tony in that lead spot, the direction of the show the artistic vision of the show, the talent on the show. We joke about the demo, but we really don't. It's not a joke. Serious. There's a potential that if you, and this is for any show, if you don't look at that, you're going to age out. Yes. I don't want that. uh, One of the reasons I've turned my act around into a bit of a squeaky clean act uh, is because it's really not an act anymore. I... I want to engage a young uh, fan base Mm -hmm. Uh, and not just the young and affluent and cool. And I want to engage kids Mm -hmm. because the show has a lot of grittiness, a lot of violence, a lot of adult content. I want to make sure they know that they're, hey, there's guys doing right and there's guys doing wrong. Uh, That's here, too. Um, Just like all great wrestling shows when when they've been great. Um, But, yeah, the youth we have and the demo is really not a joke at all. Anyone who's not scared and I'm not talking about our competitor, I'm talking about any show. If you don't, if you're not in the youth, in terms if they're not watching your show, you should absolutely be terrified. Yeah, fifty plus means you're losing your audience. Yeah. Uh, again, this is about TV in general, not about WWE and not about AEW. because we see all fifty, mm-hmm. we see all fifty you look shows down every week. Yeah, the Cotton Bowl where it dominated this week. CNN, how much when COVID first hit? Grocery games. Grocery games. You know, which guy if you ever want to come on the show. This is Guy Fietti from Grocery Games, Diners, Drive-ins, Dives. I would love to have you because I, it's been a competition for me, <laughs> I, you
1: know. Like they're not even close anymore, though. So it's okay. Well, I, you never know, though. He could have another show. Yeah. Guys, yeah. all over the He's place. All over the place. So I'm ready for Guy to come to AEW. <laughs> the thing is, too, it, it, it's so funny because people that don't understand the demo, that's specifically why we went from basically, you know, an ad rev share TV show. Mm-hmm. It is public news. I'm not giving anything away. 175 million for four years, three three months after we started AEW Dynamite. That's specifically because of the demo, and to keep an eye on that demo is so important. And that's why I that's why I even wanted to work with Orange, you know, hundred years ago. It seems like because I used to see the kids in the crowd dressed up as Orange Cassidy. See the kids in the crowd dressed as Darby Allen. Yeah. That you. you Jimmy Hart told me years ago. You you can't force somebody to write a sign. You can't force somebody to dress up as sure. as, as their hero. And you see this, like this is, we, we got it. Like you said, we have these guys. Yeah. Jungle boy. My daughters don't give a shit about wrestling, but they love jungle boy.
2: Yeah. And we need that. Brandy was talking about your, your children the other day. Cause she was saying, you know, I don't, Chris's kids, I don't think they like wrestling. Do you think our kids will like wrestling? Our kid will like wrestling. And I was, I was telling her, I was like, you know, it'd probably be refreshing if they didn't. Yeah. Cause it's got to end somewhere. <laughs> the madness. Uh, it's got to end somewhere. Uh, Jungle is a great example. I always think uh, James Knight, Center, it's Dusty Rhodes, and Sting in 1988 tag team. Wow. Dusty's yeah, it's like, like 19. So Dusty's in Florida, and so Dusty's like super over with the Florida audience. Sting is a child, rat tail still, paint's not off, but you they keep showing kids in the crowd with the paint, kids, and they were smart. Rick Flair was smart. They knew like, oh, he's the guy we're we're going that way. Why would you ever want to go against the wave, right? Yeah, I know we lead them. I get that. We lead them, but but we can't like orange is the prime example of people like this. Why wouldn't you want to give them this? Why would you neglect them and you gave them this massive piece of the mimosa? I mean that slow-mo of you going into the vat is <laughs> all over everything uh and and it's uh, just a uh, We got to stay that way. I guess I'm kind of reminding myself in this moment we got to stay that way when people like things. I
1: also think we're, uh, this is a really solid team. Like any great Super Bowl winning team or Stanley Cup winning team, you got your rookies. Uh, you got your, your guys in their prime and you got the great veterans mm. and everybody's important and everybody plays for the certain amount of time that they should be playing. Yeah. I really think that our, our, like you mentioned, a team like, and something else, like we don't have, as you say, the snaky, snaky element of, you know, the, the typical backstage politics that happen so often in wrestling where you're going behind each other's backs to try and, you know, get the, get the hand of the king. We honestly really don't have that. No. You know?
2: Matt Jackson always tells people, he's like, hey, the best thing you can be here is honest. Yeah. is because we're unlike another wrestling company where it's so individual. We, we really are on a team focus. Right. So we don't have the snakey snake, as Tiger Hattori used to say, the snakey <laughs> snake. Uh, no, we don't. And speaking of our our rookies, who aren't rookies anymore, I guess they're sophomores now, but it's a murderer's row of talent in terms of, Ricky Starks, Mm -hmm. MJF, uh, Britt Baker, like, just the fact those three, uh, Wardlow,
1: Sammy Guevara, like, he's been around for a while, but very underutilized and everywhere else except for here, Lance Hoyt, we've only just, yeah, sorry, Lance Archer, we've only just started seeing the beginning of him. To me, you're only as old as when you really take off. That's right. So, like. Lance could be
2: 25 for all I know. He might have been wrestling all over yeah, the world, yeah. but the way Lance has been presented here, different. The way Eddie has been presented here. Yeah. Eddie might be 40 for all I know. I, I
1: never know. heard of him until he came here. Now he's one of the best parts of
2: the show. Best part, one of the best yeah. parts of the show. It's a really, it, that's that's something that, uh you know, not to just like continuously pat ourselves on the back, but that is something that we have, that I've been proud of. And like Tony's been quick to see. And a lot of times it's been people like, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. But then we've been quick to be like, you know what, that guy's great. Let's get to Let's get let's move let's move on
1: that, you know? Let me ask you on the other side of the coin as we start to wind down, what 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 do we need to do better? What are some of the things that you didn't like about the
2: first year that you can talk about? So our biggest to me, our biggest one of our biggest pros is also our biggest con, no pun intended, is that we have such freedom. Right. So, such freedom sometimes means that things are too similar on the same show. Well, this guy's asking me to join Team FTW on well, this group.
0: Right.
1: They're asking if he'll join in this. MGF's going to join the inner circle. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is exactly what happened, by the way. We're, we were talking about MGF joining the inner circle right after that Taz is talking about right. Will Hobbs joining team Taz right so that's one of those areas where like it has
2: that freedom is fun and pro and it's like oh they're they're not worried about the traditional rules it's punk rock but also you have to be disciplined so that it doesn't desensitize the show um, weirdly that was always cornette's biggest uh, dislike of ecw um i don't know why sensitized was that it couldn't be followed gotcha and to me a show has to work uh not unlike a promo works there has to be this beginning there has to be this this climb and this middle and then there's some heat and then there's a big finish it has to be like a flow and that to me we've eight times out of ten we've got the flow right but on nights that we haven't, it's where the, our own freedom has been our biggest enemy. But I'd I'd rather that than a sanitized C plus yeah. show. You know, I'd rather that. Oh yeah, it's a little move, We're moving on to the next one. So to me, our the thing we need to work on the most is not taking the freedom for granted, and maybe a little bit more of communication between the boys themselves. Mm. Hey, I'm doing this. Right. Doesn't mean you can't, but could you do something? What else can you do? You're right. super talented. Come, something that I think that would go a long way in terms of it will go a long way. This locker room looks like they're going to be together for a while. They might as well start those conversations. It's now.
1: Like, once you get to I remember the, the very first show we had with me and Kenny, and one of the big spots was some kind of going through a table. And in the Casino Battle Royal, the very first match, I think Joey John went through a table. For another, I'm like, why would you? do that but he didn't know and i didn't know and they didn't know we all have to kind of like you say we have a big uh, uh writing board chalkboard whatever in the room over there where you write down is anyone going through a table we are is anybody going from the top rope here's what we got and just a little bit more communication because like you said that freedom which is 90 percent of why we're so doing so well is also 10 percent of the reason why we have to do better
2: yeah we just somebody uh, it's it's the reason i wear a suit it is hundred percent the reason why I was. I do want people to just. Oh, okay. It, as fun as this is, mm-hmm. and as wild as this is, it's also a profession. There's there's money. It yeah. could go away at any point. Uh, there's there's new eyes on the product every night. Just remember, like let's con- let's keep let's keep our the first word of the job is professional wrestler. Yeah. Let's keep the professionalism, even if you're the most outlandish character. Um, so that uh,
1: something that w- we both learned from Vince. Yeah. always look like a star, you know.
2: And this this, this crew, this crew, uh, I, I that I just kind of I was saying that. Now I think about it, they're going to be together for a while. This this roster, man. I if you're coming into this roster, and we're not turning down any good talent. If there's good talent out there, we're going to get them. But if you're coming into this roster, you better be right. A great talker. You better be an absolute.
1: Amazing in the ring. You better have something, some piece. I think that's one of the things. Like that's going to be great when we do our, our another show because I think another. It's a champagne problem. But we have so many good guys yeah. that there's not enough TV time available for everybody, which is why Dark is so great too. And when we get to that second show, we're going to still not have enough. <laughs> TV right.
2: time. Um And it's but that's great. It's an incentive. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, hey, hey, Chris is in the main event with uh, Kenny. They could just be the poster. Mm-hmm. It's incentive. That's one of the things I used to get so mad at Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor had so many things they did right and fun, and cool, and freedom. But you look at the posters and a hundred people on it. Cheeseburger as big as Jay Lethal. <laughs> he's not in the main event. Yeah, yeah. That's incentive. I want to be where Chris is at. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be in that. I want to have that cool entrance. I want to get Pyro. Everyone mm-hmm. wants Pyro.
1: Well, you know, like it's incentive as things perk up for you. Mm-hmm. Last question for you: What's your plan for for this year for AEW? What would you like to see happen and beyond? I would like the continued. You know,
2: we look at Nielsen ratings, um, and those are great, but our our global penetration is incredibly important. Uh, so I laid all my goals for AEW: my personal goals and my professional goals. I really want to help produce and be part of developing the third hour of content when it comes in. I really want to. Um, Polish dark where stories can exist within dark only or those stories can transfer over and dark, have a heartbeat on dynamite. I really want to lean in more to the sports-based side, which believe me, it's a variety show. There's plenty, but the sports-based side of what we do with things like press conferences and data and the rankings, which Tony and Excalibur, I love, Mm -hmm. I love seeing the rankings every week and now they're starting over because of the the new year the new year. I'd really like that in our international presence with locking down a deal in India, locking down a deal in Australia, uh, and preparing us as we move out of COVID for the first tour of the UK. Because to me, the UK, yeah. they have been committed to WWE for so many years based on one SummerSlam. Hey, they came here that one time right. in 1990. And you guys... At wwe was all over the uk they did a great job but for me i don't think they get near enough service for how good and loyal of wrestling fans they are and they're not even the biggest fans of me in the but they're loyal great fans of the business and i want to prepare that big tour for when we go over and when we start giving them as much time because we're on tv there mm-hmm. and the sh- we should go where this t- we canada should too. yeah canada toronto yeah. Um, like really, Toronto. I get Toronto, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg to your Montreal. Top guys are from Winnipeg, yeah. <laughs> and then they even take it to places that are a little, you know, your Vancouver's yeah. and your Victorias, and take those chances. Uh, so I, I want to be part of th- those chances in this next year, but organized chances, really prepared, um, doing so many things. Um, but really, our international appeal. I want to help lock down, and uh, the best I can. And I want to help cultivate more partnerships with uh, other companies who may not know wrestling like at all. And I I come into these meetings as a wrestler. Well, here's what it is to us. And here's, oh, we could do this. I want to be there for those and help Nick Sobick and help Chris Harrington accrue those and... Just, just get more eyes on the product.
1: Have to do with a baby uh, holder in, in front, the baby basket.
2: I'm ready. The, I'm ready to have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All my goals. I made sure my wife soul, I, I wrote all my goals down. I circled healthy wife, healthy baby. Yeah. Just so she knew she was of not. She one. was not on the same as the PWI. I want to be PWI one. <laughs> like they're not the same. This is circled, babe. You'll be there. I got to
1: number two once, but I think that's as close as I'll ever get.
2: I had two great years, and then this is it. And I feel like I'm going to slip next year. It's just going to get worse and worse. The chase. It's <laughs> terrible search. Thanks, dude. Thank you.